Welcome to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. Welcome back to Jazz Beats. Thank you, Kirsty, for that introduction. <laughs> uh, we're glad to be here. I mean, this is this is on a big high still. The jazz train is still rolling. It's um, going to the moon. <laughs> just like the stock market. <laughs> if you're involved in that, good luck to you. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. I'm Jackson Stevenette. This is Tyson Curtis, and we're happy to be here. Hello, 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 jazz fans. Um, four games this last week since we've... we've Rec- t- between recordings, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the Bucks, which was a, it's a, one of those you know, star on the calendar, the Bucks right. game. Um, they're, they're always fun because they're so good, and, and it's a good... It's good to see where you're at. I mean, we've played a lot of not so good teams and right. we're we're beating them, which is what we're supposed to do, but at the same time you're like in the back of your mind, at least me, how good are we? We haven't played a great team yet. So, a Bucks game like this was fun to get after it and and see what we could do. Um you were you were at that game. Yes, I was at the game and my wife said to me, "I thought you said the Bucks were good." <laughs> I said, "They are good." But the, it, here's the thing: the Bucks didn't have a bad game either. We just played better than than they did, and it's incredible. Even when these good teams are playing good, we still come out on top, which is really a confidence booster for people like yourself who are doubting the Jazz. Okay, are we going there already? <laughs> <laughs> We're going. There. If you listen to our episode last week, I actually predicted us to lose one of these to games the, to the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, which also did not happen. Right. Um, the Jazz are... There, there's not a ton more to say, to be honest. The Jazz are so good right now. They are just meshing and gelling and, and beating everybody. And it seems like they're finally getting some some air, some air time, some, yes. some space on ESPN. And, and I swear my YouTube feed now is just full of, are it the is. Jazz really this good? Right. Are the Jazz contenders this are year? Are the Jazz contenders? Uh, well, in, a, in a short answer, yes or no. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but... Do you really think the Jazz can win the title? Can they win? Yes. Easy answer now. Okay. Just the way we're playing. Are we the favorites to win it? I'm, uh, I still say no. Right, right. I still think the Lakers are the team to beat. Right. Uh, if healthy. If, if healthy. healthy. Yeah, and Yeah, I'm not worried about the Clippers. I never have been. I, like I said, to me, the two worst teams for us to verse in the Western Conference Finals are the Nuggets and the Lakers. Anybody else, I'm not that I'm not that concerned about at all. So it's always fun having Giannis come to town. He's so exciting and explosive, but I think we held him to two points in the first half. Embarrassing. Yeah, and we were throwing uh, multiple options at him. I think for a time Rudy guards him. Um, sometimes Royce guards him. Do you think that um, that gets in a guy's head and he's thinking about, okay, I got to adjust my game for this guy guarding me and, and this or that? I think if you're playing ISO, I think a lot of players will realize that they have a mismatch in whichever direction that is for them to score. If it's a mismatch out on the perimeter or a mismatch in the paint, uh, they'll take advantage of that. And I think Giannis is a smart player. I think he did that when he could. Um, but uh, the Jazz are still top five defensive team in the in the NBA. And, and if something's not working, we're going to rotate through till we stop that score. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Speaking of our defense, Rudy Gobert is – Hands down, the best defensive player in the league right now. He is a bamf. He is on. This is this is the best he's played in his career, in my mind. Oh, 100%. Even better than his two defensive player of the year 
years. I agree. And and you kind of kind of hear that about a lot of the players on the Jazz. I've heard I've heard that discussion with Mike playing the best basketball he's played, Rudy, obviously Jordan Clarkson, which we're going to talk yes. about later today in the podcast. Uh I'm probably I mean Royce O'Neal's playing the best defense he's ever played and he's not scoring a lot of points anymore, but he is known league-wide. He's a defensive player that is hard and frustrating to be on the court with. Did you hear um, Donovan in, during Royce's interview after the game? Oh, he was sitting there nodding yeah. his head the whole yeah. time? and then he goes right up to the camera and goes, that dude's a dog. <laughs> That's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, that oh, means he just gets after it, and he is on every loose ball. He goes for every rebound. Right. He's just just a, a energizer bunny. You know, defense, it's hard to- I mean, you, when you're energetic on, on the offense, there's like a, an immediate reward for it when you do well and you score. On the defensive side, it's hard to keep that high energy all game because there's not an Im- immediate gratification and reward unless mm-hmm. you get a steal or a block, which is which is very far and few between. And even good defense doesn't cause that. Good defense just stops the score. But he'll do that all game and just still have that beast mode, that dog mentality to just get down dirty and work, which is crazy. Yeah, Royce has been it's so fun. He's, he's on another level. I think it really shows, because he worked out with Donovan most of the summer yeah, or the offseason. I think he's Donovan has said that he's worked his hardest this offseason, and it's showing. Who, Royce? Or Royce Don- has. Right, Royce, right. Royce has, and it's showing he's above 40% from three. He's, he's just guarding the best guy on the floor at all times. Uh, he's just... He, He's a dog. He really he is. He's <laughs> a dog. Hey, by the way, the the Bucks have not won in Salt Lake City for twenty years. Wow, is that, is that statistic correct? I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else verified that? Uh, that's the intel that I got. Was, Survey says. I, I think you're right. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that what comes up when he points up instead of the red X? It says, I, I think you're right. Oh, sure. <laughs> you, you're you're the one telling the story here. That's cool, especially because the Bucks have been so good the last few years. Um, so anyways, we played the Bucks on Friday. How was how was the game? I was at the game. I was at the uh, highest altitude. I was definitely well above uh, the mile high. Hard to breathe level. up there. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I did have my traditional ice cream to make sure that we won the game. Great atmosphere. I mean, it's still not the high uh, volume and noise and energy, but uh, I think as we start to you know trickle in more and more fans there at the arena, it's just going to get better and better. And I love that the fans can hear us cheering for them. I think that that's, that's key for them to know that we're behind them. It's got to be an advantage, right? It to, has to be. To where we're at home, we get more games with fans in the arena. Um, there's got to be an advantage to that and some fuel that goes through the players for, for playing in front of people. Right. Because they right. don't get that every night. Right. And when... And Donovan feeds off it a lot, you know. He'll he'll put his arms up to the crowd and yeah. nod his head and yell, come on. And and so definitely there's some interaction there that, that the fans help, I don't know, keep the hype up with the players, if you would. Yeah. That's fun. So we talked about the Jazz being contenders or not. Yeah. Um, I read a good article. Well, I actually watched a video. Watching's easier than reading. Who, who reads? If you can't <laughs> listen to the audio, you have to watch it. That's right. Ke- <laughs> Kevin O'Connor is a writer for The Ringer. Um, it's just a website that does a lot of sports and pop culture stuff. Um, he did a great video on the Jazz, on if they are contenders and what they're doing right and all this. But at the end, he came up with three questions that he still has concerns about 
and he needs the Jazz to answer before he considers them favorites or contenders. So I'm going to ask you, Tyson. Okay. I'm going to ask you these three questions. Survey mm. says. And you, we have not prepped you for this, so this will be fun. Um, question number one. What do the Jazz do or how do they handle when they're not shooting 45% from three? If their threes aren't falling, they're shooting in the 20s, it's an off game. Are they able to, to capitalize in other ways? What, what's your thoughts on if the Jazz are not shooting like they've been shooting? I would say that we had a couple games where that's taken place and we moved our points in the perimeter, inside the perimeter, and in the paint. Look at what happened with the Clippers. First game, Wednesday night. They were guarding the perimeter so hard that Donovan could easily get in and take a mid-range shot. He looked at the coach and said, I know that – and Utah Jazz take the least amount of mid-range shots in the NBA. That's the, that's the truth of it. They don't take it. They're either in the paint or on the perimeter. But when we can shoot them, we can shoot that shot. And Donovan did. He put 14 points up with mid-range shots alone against the Clippers in the first game. So I think we got too smart of a coach to let that happen. We'll, we'll just move in the paint. Gobert can have three-pointers all game and one. Slam dunk and <laughs> yeah. one. And that's how we caught up and won the Clippers when we were behind third quarter with them. So, yeah, I'm not worried. I think you said a huge part of that is the coaching and the ability to adjust. You look at that Clippers game without Kawhi, without Paul George. They're two guys that you are 100% focusing on on the scouting report. Without those two, you don't really know how the Clippers are going to play. You don't have a ton of... Their rotation will be totally different yes. than, than the films. And you don't have experience on film to watch them much right. without those two guys. So that's why I think you saw such a difference from the first half to the second half. First half, we struggled. We didn't shoot the ball well. Um, right. We did kind of chip away at the lead. I think we went up. Were we up five or down five at half? I think we were down still. Um, and then second half, you get the first half to review and to adjust to, and then look what happens. We win by 20. That's what gives me confidence in any series against any team is our coaching staff. And you have to get – I mean, the coaches of the Clippers are good too. I mean, those the coach and assistant coach, they went to college, high school, college together. I mean, I, I know they went to different colleges, but during the summers they were playing ball with each other to get better. So they know each other well. I mean, that's a good – that's a well-coached team, the Clippers. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason why Quinn is where he is. That's right. He's the bomb digger. Okay, question number two. All right, moving on. Okay, um, when you, you think of our best defender on the perimeter, we already talked about him, Royce O'Neal. Right. Um, does he have the ability to guard consistently against your bigger and stronger wings? I mean, he's only 6'4". I know for a guy like you, that's, that's, that's clear up there. <laughs> <laughs> but can he consistently guard the LeBrons, the Kawhis, the Giannis's? these bigger, stronger wings that are dominating the league. Do I have Do to answer that first or will you answer? I mean, I've got an idea, <laughs> but I want to hear your thoughts on this one first. Um, I think this is this hard. It's a tough one. Uh, in all honesty, can anyone guard LeBron consistently? No, no. I mean, there's, there's a reason why he's in the talks of being the greatest player of all time and the best player in this league. No. But do we have enough other tools to throw at him and, and defend him at the rim with Rudy and That's run him right. off the three-point line? Yes, we can do that. I think as a team and collectively, yes. Can Royce handle that load on his own? No. That's exactly – that's Gosh, the same dang. mindset that I was thinking. <laughs> you know, I, I, honestly, he can't take him on one-on-one -on -one all game long, but we know that, and we're not going to try to force Royce to do that. We're going to help him in the post, and we're going to help him on the perimeter, and either way, Royce is going to have a job to channel LeBron 
where we want him to be defended. I like it. That's how he has to defend him. We got to say force him to the paint where Rudy can step up, and then we have some. And then you got to make sure you're watching Davis or whoever else it is. But Royce's job when he's guarding an all great like that is to get him where our defense will soak him up. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. It's not so you're saying it's not his job to stop LeBron. No, to say you're not scoring. They have a game plan. Yep. Snyder's got a game plan. Yep. Saying funnel him to Rudy or, yep. or whatever it may be. Yep, or funnel like him it. to where we can we can close him out. I like that. That's how it's going to work. You ready for three? I'm ready. Okay, so come playoff time, you see the game slow down a little bit. You see um, your star players' numbers and minutes go up, um, and guys kind of have the ability to take over games or series or whatever. Do we have that star power? Does it concern you that we don't have a top 10 player in the league to be able to just take over games and or do you see Mitchell being that guy and is he that guy enough to take over a series completely that is a harder question than the than the first two I don't see Donovan as that player in his role the, the way that uh, Quinn has things set up now um, but think about it I mean Joe Ingles made four three-pointers in the first four minutes of the game against the Bucks. Jordan Clarkson's making 40 points Gobert's making 20 points. Mitchell's making 20 points as well. And when Mike Conley comes back, his assists are going to go through the roof and everybody's just going to be scoring more points. So, no, I don't think we have a player that can take over. But I think that's to our advantage. If everybody else in the league is relying on one player to do that, and we're saying, nah, we're just going to have four guys rest themselves and all contribute so that we can finish you out throughout the series, that's a better way to do it. So we don't need that player. We don't need that player. And I don't think, okay. our, I don't think we're set up to play that way. No, right, or because because Quinn and the administrator and the and the association they pick the team based on how they want to play the game, and if we wanted a superstar, we'd have done that, but that's not our style of play. Okay, your thoughts? I I agree with you. Um, we don't have that player that can take over. We don't have a Kawhi, a LeBron, a Giannis. You look at the guys who've been in the 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 finals the last few years. LeBron every year it seems like, but you have Steph Curry. Uh, right, Kevin crazy. Durant when the Warriors were there, um, Kawhi when he was at Toronto, they had that guy to take over a game. We don't have that guy, but the good thing is, if somebody's off, we've got somebody else who's probably on. Right, you right. know. Do you, if, do you think Mitchell's going to have a fifty-point game again? I in, mean, in the playoffs? he could. It's, right. it's I, but I don't think so. I think our style has changed since last year. I think Quinn has learned a lot from the last playoff series against Denver. And he's changed up things in enough of a way. It's getting everybody involved. We've got, I mean, how often does Ingles bring the ball up? Conley brings the ball up. Bogey pushes the ball. Donovan brings it up. It's like you never know who's going to hit you next. And I think we play to our advantage that way. Absolutely. I love it. It's like when you have a post guy that's seven foot tall that can shoot the three ball and your defense is set up to guard him in the post and he just stands there and takes the three. If he can make that shot, it's unguardable because no one's set up to guard that. That's one of those scenarios where the Jazz are doing a rotation like that every possession. So it's hard to guard. Mm -hmm. I love it. Did yeah. we win? Did we win? Did we get, did we get did all we three questions? Survey says. <laughs> survey says. I felt good about those. Yeah, no, they, they kind of made my mind open a little, a little bit to, to how the playoffs works differently from the regular season. Right. And it makes you answer the questions of, of can we contend? And, and I think so. Do you think that uh, I know that a lot? How often does the best record in the regular season not win the championship? 
I mean, how lately they haven't because the Bucks have had the best season. That's right. The last couple years. That's right, actually. Um, and they've fallen short. Yeah. Well, we're not a first round elimination, so anybody saying that online, they can just retire and just find a different industry to work in. I'm done hearing to those videos. Jazz are going to tear <laughs> it up. I want to talk about all the jazz accomplishments that are happening right now. There's so many. Jazz are killing it. It's like record-breaking year. All every game, it's like a new and, record. We right. Break or I can't something. even keep track. We were trying to come up with all these. I mean, we talked about uh, Joe Ingles when he, when we were playing the Dallas Mavericks Friday night. Um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, this is a couple weeks. Wow, time goes fast. Uh, he surpassed Mr. John Stockton in three pointers for the Utah Jazz. Eight hundred and forty-five. That's so many. And uh, John's and, and probably in half the time. Right. John Stockton played for 19... Is that right? 19 seasons? Probably. Holy smokes. John Stockton was like the Iron Man of the league. He just... He, just, he just missed like going. eight games his whole career or something. It's crazy. Right. And, and Joe Ingles yeah. actually only has missed a couple. That, that, very interesting, the similarities there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Joe definitely doesn't look like a basketball player. And John did. <laughs> So, do you call Joe now the best three-point shooter in jazz history? It seems odd. It does. I don't love it. <laughs> I mean, with the jazz are shooting, there's still more. Rec- let's talk about that. Three okay, let's go. Get, the get jazz have hit a franchise record 26 three-pointers made in a game, which they set the previous record earlier this season with 25. So, they're just setting records and making them all in the same season. I love it. They're the highest average three-point shooting team in the NBA. It, this stuff's crazy, man. This is the best start the Jazz have ever had in franchise history. Clarkson's tied the team record of making eight threes in a game. And, and he tied Bogey, I think. Oh, <laughs> that's year. right. I think it was last year. That's right. Bogey so, set it. Same roster, setting their own records and breaking their own records. Uh, Clarkson's made three-pointers for 54 games consecutively. That's amazing. And he's a bench player. That's amazing. How does that even? There's no. There's not another team out there that's got a bench player that's making ten consecutive games with three pointers in it. No, that's crazy. Uh, we're the only team in the NBA to be in both offense and defense top five ratings, and we talked about this earlier. Gobert has now had four 2020 games. Can you explain what that means? Twenty points. Yeah. Twenty rebounds. Twenty points. Twenty rebounds. That's insane. So he's had four of those games, and that puts him behind only one Utah Jazz player. The mailman. The mailman. Mr. Carl Malone himself. <laughs> so like, when I see these things, I, every game I feel like I hear Bowler Jack or uh, some other announcer representing the Jazz or even from a national uh, broadcasting network talking about achievements and goals and records that the Jazz are just surpassing. And I'm like, man, this is the real deal. Like, this isn't just a fluke. This isn't the first half of the season. Like, we're making, we're taking names and just killing it. Loving it. What that tells me is, is, as a jazz fan, do not take this for granted. This doesn't happen ever. You know, right. there's some bandwagoners out there. Hashtag Good, your welcome. Sister. Bring them in. Bring them in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but don't take this this season for granted. It don't get used to these wins because it's it's something amazing that we don't get ever. Do you think when we win, because we will lose another game, right? Obviously, we can't go the rest of the season undefeated. <laughs> when we lose a game, what's the reaction? from jazz fans right now because we're so used to just killing it i don't know is it gonna be uh we're, we're fine we, we, we it's one game you know or is it gonna be how did we lose we don't lose we don't lose anymore how are we losing you know i feel like fans are gonna be your first reaction they're gonna be like it's okay like 
I have my expectations. I feel like the rest of the league is going to be like, told you they're not real. De- they're not the real deal. They're not real contenders. I'd be like, oh, you got to be kidding. We lost one game. We're still first in the entire league. So that's what that's the way I see it. it we'll lose to a big team or a small team, and it's going to be the same reaction. Everyone's going to throw us under the bus. Yeah. So fans, I'm speaking to you now. Don't don't be disappointed or or something when the when the loss comes. It's going to come, but right. just. Right. Stay on board. We're going to get through it together. We'll get through this. <laughs> He's, Jackson's crying. He's <laughs> using his microphone to wipe tears off. So brace for the impact and then just get up. Just enjoy the ride because right. this does not happen ever. It, this has never happened. We can officially right. say that. We have never ever. had a record this well right. at the start of a season. So don't take it for granted. Just enjoy the ride and appreciate what the Jazz are doing. I mean, you and I, we've been watching the Jazz ever since... Ever, yeah. ever since we could. And, and we've never seen anything like this in NBA or, or in the Utah Jazz history. So it's an incredible time to be a Jazz fan. And it just just love it. You got to love it, baby. So the Jazz are on an eight-game winning streak right. now and won 20 of the last 21 games. Yes, sir. It's amazing stuff. Um, and let me think. 18 of those games have been by double-digit wins. So by 10 or more points. It's does that concern you at all? Not having a, a drag out to the wire close game finish because I don't think every team is capable of, of winning a close game. That that right. takes something extra to win a close well, game. What does it take? Does it take experience, like being in that position, or is it just the mind, or is it just uh, the skill set of the players? That's what I'm wondering because it's like obviously we're skilled. That's why we're winning. But are we going to lose in those close games because we haven't been through enough of them? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying like, we could. We, we couldn't. You know? We don't. We don't know how to learn from them. Yeah, because you ha- you're not in that situation of who needs to take the last shot or or we got to get that that extra stop and you've got to stay more mentally focused right down the end of the game because it's it's a one point game and it's their ball and and there's 30 seconds left. We got to get this stop. It seems like we turn it on. I don't know three minutes out, yeah. three or four minutes out, even when it's close. Uh, we turn it on and we just pull ahead by four, six, seven points sometimes and then shut it, shut the whole game down. So I don't know. I, I honestly don't have an answer for you on that one. That's an interesting scenario. I hope it never happens. <laughs> Except <laughs> just, for the final game. Just blow them all out. Just blow them all out. <laughs> um, interesting, when we played the Clippers on the first game Wednesday night, we kept all of our main starting five intel two minutes uh, to the end of the game, and we were up by 20 points. Why? Why do we? Why would we? Why would you keep Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell in when you're up by 20, and there's only two minutes left? Like, what's what's the reasoning for that? I think the way the game is played lately, we talked about Ingles breaking Stockton's record in half the time. It's because the game is spread out now. Everyone's shooting threes. This pace is up a little bit. I think it's it's can easily get away from you. Right. And that's one thing the Jazz are doing so well. It's like you see them struggle at times. You see it's a close game, and then. A minute goes off the clock and we're up ten, right? Mostly because Jordan Clarkson boom, just boom, came boom. in. Jordan and three threes in a row. Yes, sir. But that's how fast the game can swing, right? And I, th- I think Quinn's just not taking any chances, right? Especially against a good team. Talking about taking chances, uh, we still haven't seen Mike Conley come back. Um, he did come up questionable for the Clippers game, but then we didn't see him suit up. What are your thoughts on that? Again, I think we're just playing it safe. You know, right. there's a lot of teams that have been hit by the, the COVID bug or the, the injury right. bug. Um, we are fortunately staying pretty healthy. Right. Um, just Mike has gone down for the last few games, but 
Um, I think we're just playing it safe. We're winning games still. We're playing well. Um, I think we just need him at full strength, and we don't want to aggravate whatever it is, his hamstring, further to extend into the playoffs. Right, because we, we're going to need Mike Conley uh, if we intend to take, take a title this year. Uh, 100% that has to happen. Gosh, that's just, it's just so weird to me to say still. It's a, it's th- it's a thing, it's a dude. Thing. We're literally planning for the, the championship right now. By the way, we talked about this early, early on in the season. Did we play Clippers in the preseason? I don't Clippers know. Clippers and Suns, I think we did. Um, I loved the announcers. I just have to give a shout-out to the announcers of the Clippers team. All the coffee puns for the coffee player. Come on. His last name's Coffee. He's (laughs) like, oh, the kettle is warming up. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's steaming on the rim. You know know the guy I'm talking about. It's freaking hilarious. I love that guy. Guy's done his his homework. (laughs) Yeah, dude. He has a whole bunch of coffee puns on this, and it's one of my favorite things about watching the Clippers games. And I hope that in the future, if we match up against the Clippers, I get to hear just one of the games, at least, with that guy's puns, because they are on cue. So there's another reason to, to pay attention to the Clippers besides watching Paul George struggle, because that's always fun. Right. Um, you get to hear about coffee puns. Coffee puns? <laughs> oh, and you guys know Joe Ingles and Paul George are best friends, right? Right. 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 <laughs> so if we get matched up <laughs> in the playoffs with them, it's going to be another It'll Ingles. be so fun. It will. It'll be so fun. I'm it excited will. for that. I hope we do. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about Clarkson, um, six man of the year front runner in my mind by far. I don't know if there's another guy even close to him right now. He's gone off. And speaking of how fast we can score, it's like Clarkson comes in the game, dribble, uh, touches the ball like three times and he's got three shots up and, and right. making him. You know? He's incredible, man. He'll just come down and hit bang, 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 three threes in a row. And all of a sudden nine point swing literally i heard this comment this week why are people buying mitchell shoes they should be ju- buying jordan clarkson shoes <laughs> clarkson had 40 points the other night in 26 minutes incredible folks i get 40 points in like three years of rec league that's that's um, that's insane he does it in t- that short of time it's incredible and speaking of firsts got the first water bottle bath after the game from mitchell we haven't seen that in a while Ooh, since covid haven't seen that in a while yeah he got doused. It was great. Did you watch that in slow-mo? Yes. Oh, man. It's yeah. hot. <laughs> <laughs> Clarkson's been unreal. He is a huge part of this team. Um, the, the ability he has to just come in and get hot instantly right. is unreal. He And he always accredits that success back to coach saying, hey, this is your style of play, and if we want the best out of you, we're going to let you do what you do best. Green light. Yep. Go, Clarkson. That's all it is. It's the green light. And he'll and he he's not bashful. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. No, he's not. But his little floaters, I would say, is pretty pretty good. I think he's got yeah. a good little floater down there in the bottom. He makes that most of the time. Yeah. Confidence is huge with him, and he's he's has the ability to get to the spot he wants to at pretty much any time. When he misses a shot, do you watch his reactions after? I mean, he's totally disappointed. Like he's like, oh man. I missed a shot. Like he's shocked. That yeah, like well, he's like, like, like I, how yeah. dare I? <laughs> like he's like, I am gonna make this. Sh- uh, I missed it. Nah, that ain't good enough for me. I need the ball back. I'm gonna make the shot. And I like that mentality. I think it's great. It's fun to watch and it's exciting. He's he's been a lot of fun for the Jazz. Best trade we've ever made. Hashtag thank you, Exum. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably a good point though. It might be the best trade that the Jazz have ever made. No joke. It's it's been huge for us, and the ability to re-sign him last year, 
Right. And, was, was I, and I said it early on. I was like, man, we're paying him way too much. Nuh-uh. I take everything I Nuh-uh. said back. I take it all back. Pay the man. Give him the money. I love Clarkson. He's so fun to watch. So a lot of, a lot of exciting things going on. They have um, announced they will be doing the All-Star game. Right. Which is cool. Um, and typically, well, it, officially, they have announced Quinn Snyder as the head coach for the West. So yeah. that's cool. They give it to the, the best record coach. And right. he's locked in the best record till All-Star break. That's so. awesome. So pretty cool. And that hasn't happened in Utah Jazz history for, what, 34 years or something? Yeah, we looked that up. Frank Layden did it in the 80s. Yeah, that's crazy. And Jerry Sloan got the bypass on that. Right. I mean, you, you think about how good a coach Sloan was. Right. Um, I, I, don't quote me. I think he has never won a coach of the year. Sloan never Jerry did. Jerry Sloan? Never did. Shut the and front door. And Quinn's up for it this year. He, he could get Hands it. Hands down, he'll get it. Yeah. A lot of people question the Jazz talent, but they do, nobody doubts the coaching of the Utah Jazz, which is crazy. I, I believe in it. Freaking making it happen. In Quinn we trust. In Quinn we trust. Coming back to the Clippers, which is tonight, right? Friday night Clippers. Friday night Clippers game. What do you see happening? Are, is Kawhi back? Is Paul George back? I mean, do you see us struggling? Do you see us coming back and just dominating again? It's really hard to see without knowing the roster, but what do you think is going to happen on that second game back-to-back? I think we win this game by double digits again. What? Um, whether they're back or not. If they're not back, we've got enough experience with them to to just be able to handle it. So I you think. think we're going to win the Clippers cons- both Twice games. in a row. Yep. Wow. And if they are back, I feel like it, it. even then it's an adjustment because they've been out for a little while. Right. Kawhi hasn't played for two or three games. Paul George has been out for... A week or two, so it will be an adjustment to get those guys back. And I see us just just wiping the floor. Wow, man! <laughs> but this guy. Um, so we have the Clippers on Friday. Um, followed up on Monday, we have a couple right. days off. We play Charlotte, the Hornets at home, and then the other LA team comes to town with without Anthony Davis. Are you excited to not have to play no. him? No, I'm or not. Do you wish he was playing? I wish he was playing so we could show everybody that we're the we're the real deal. Everybody at the we I mean everybody wants everyone to be at their best. I I think even the players on the Jazz are thinking, "No, we want to win, but we want to win knowing that we played our best when they were at their best as our competitor." And that's the best way to get satisfaction out of a win. And we're not going to have that Wednesday. No, so no Anthony Davis. We still have LeBron coming to town as of now, and he's no slouch either. So we still will have our hands. His numbers are going to go up every game between now until Davis gets back. Yeah. So whatever he's averaging, you just go ahead and throw 10 points on that because that's what he'll do 100%. So we will see you guys back here next week after the Lakers game. We will have our next recording to see how that game went. After we've destroyed every team in LA. That's the goal. We have some exciting news coming up. We have some some fun guests coming to the show in the next month. Um, be looking out for those. Absolutely. You guys, I'm serious. I'm so excited about these guys. You guys are going to be un, you're going to be shocked how big a name we're pulling up on this podcast. It's the real deal, people. Yes, sir. It's going to be fun. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, go Jets. Yes, sir. We'll see you next week.